Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Lead Minister Colin Packer. Greenville Oaks, and I'm uh, sorry I'm not able to be with you this morning. Thank you for the concern and prayers and thoughts that you passed our way uh, since hearing over the weekend that my wife Holly uh, has COVID. We are quarantining, making the most of this situation, and uh, waiting on test results for the rest of the family uh, to see if we have it as well. So thank you for your prayers and so forth. But I want to get to chapter six this morning in the story. Uh, this is a sermon about clouds and hope and spies, and giants, and fires. It's about a time in the history of Israel that speaks directly to the life we're experiencing during COVID 2020. This is a message about you, and about uh, you and your hope, and about things getting back to normal. The problem this morning is not about preaching a relevant sermon. The problem is trying to do too much in the short time that I have. So here's a quick recap of the last several weeks through the story. The people of God, the Israelites, were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. And God freed them with the help of a leader named Moses, who miraculously uh, survived an infanticide. Then God gives the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel that's going to help them live as a nation as they enter into the promised land that God is going to give to them. But in chapter 6 of the story, we discover the road will not be quick or straight to the promised land. But we're going to get to that in just a moment. Let us pray. Father, this morning, uh, I'm acutely aware of... uh, of the realities of COVID, God, and how it impacts lives. And yet many more than us, God, are affected all over the country and around the world. My prayer is that you would find us in the midst of this, that you would help us find a new normal that would be better than even what we found before all this. So God, we pray for healing and we pray for uh, your transformation in our lives as we seek to be your people who are uh, engaged in your story in the world. I pray this morning you would pour through me the gift of preaching so that Christ would be formed in our hearts. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Well, turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Exodus chapter 13. If you have your story Bible with you in front of you, there's a summary of the passage I'm about to read on page 71 of the story. The people of God are headed toward the promised land. But the promised land wasn't a site on a map. It didn't have a city name attached to it. They were going to have to trust God as he led them forward toward a land that he picked out for them and promised to them. Did you catch that? They were going to have to trust God. And here's where things get, uh, I guess, relevant in in the conversation in 2020 with COVID. There are going to be moments when the uncertainty of the future is going to make the people of God long for things to get back to normal. 
There are going to be moments when they wish things were like they used to be. For this sermon, I'm going to refer to that old normal as longing for old norm, all right? We like old norm, don't we? You you remember old norm, right? Uh, Being in a crowded baseball stadium, getting to see people on the field, or maybe the football stadium on on Friday nights with the Allen Eagles or whatever team it is that you root for. We miss those moments of being able to be together and root uh, on our favorite teams. Or maybe being in a restaurant, being in a crowded restaurant, being able to not be worried with plexiglass around us and waiters with masks on. We long to get back to that old norm. Or people hugging. Isn't that just enough to remind you of what we wish we could do in this season? Right now, uh, I can't even hug my wife because of this situation in our own family. Our kids, I'm having to love on them because they can't get mom's love in the same way. We miss old norm. It was nice, right? How many times have you heard or said the phrase back to normal over the six months uh, that we've been through, seven months? It's been a lot in our household and as we've been around people. Well, I want to read from Exodus chapter 13 as we speak to this moment in our own lives today. Exodus 13, verses 21 and 22. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Now that sounds pretty good to me, right? Cloud by day, fire by night, God leading them where they need to go. I have prayed so many times in my life that God would lead me where he wants me. And it's never been that clear. I mean, just wait for the cloud to leave. Just wait for the fire to move, and then you get up and go. But here's what you need to know about the cloud and the fire. The cloud and the fire never once went in reverse for the story of Israel. The cloud never went backward. The fire never moved toward Egypt. The cloud and the fire moved forward. The cloud and the fire moved Israel toward the promised land. The cloud and the fire never went back in the direction of old norm. They moved forward. And this is important because in the midst of anxiety and despair and confusion and uncertainty, the temptation is always going to be to seek out the old norm. The temptation is going to want to go backward, back to when things were stable. But God's cloud and fire never go backward. They only go forward. I, I need you to know this right now. I need you this word from God to, uh, to, to sink deep into your souls right now, because there's a lot of us that need that word. We're wanting to go backward. We're wanting for things to be the way they were, but God is not leading you forward. God is I'm backward. God is leading you forward. You know, throughout chapter six of the story, the people of God are in uncertainty. And they want their old normal back. Check it out. Let's read from Numbers chapter 11. This is page 72 in your story Bibles if you have them with you. Numbers 11, uh, verse 4. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we've lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. Now, in this story, God's providing them this manna, which is like a bread-like substance for them to eat. But they're tired of the manna, so they long for the good old days. In Egypt, when they had meat to eat, cucumbers and melons and leeks and onions and garlic, and and God answers their prayer. And I think this is one of the greatest scriptures in in the entire Bible. One of the funniest, I think. I'll never forget the first time I heard a preacher read this story, and I was like, whoa, that's actually in the Bible? Maybe I need to read this book after all. So... Uh, how's that for a setup for this next section? This is Numbers 11, verses 18 to 20. This is what God tells Moses to tell the people. Tell the people, 
Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five or 10 or 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you projected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? <laughs> I think that's a great story. I don't know about you. Your kids would enjoy this around the dinner table when you're reading the story this week and you caught this. Maybe you need to say this to them. Oh, you will eat your vegetables. You'll eat them till they come out of your nostrils and become loathsome to you. See, the same longing for Egypt is on the lips of the Israelites in Numbers 20, which is page 78 in your story Bible as we read on about uh, what's going on with the people of God. Again, Numbers 20, uh, verse 2. Now, there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into the wilderness, that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. There it is again. We want old Norm back. We liked it better in Egypt. What is it about us that wants to go backward when the only possibility is forward? There's a word I actually want to teach you this morning that I believe will help you in the midst of the confusing time we're in, and that word is liminality. Liminality is the state of transition between one stage and the next. Liminality describes a, a threshold moment, a time in our lives when we move on from one stage to another stage. In tribal cultures, it's common for there to be rituals where uh, boys will transition into becoming men in the tribe. And they go through this ritual and it's a liminal stage. They move out of childhood. They're in this in-between threshold moment. And when they complete the ritual, there's no going back. But the rituals themselves serve as a liminal space. They're a transition between what was and what will be. Now, the entire world is in a liminal moment right now in 2020. You're experiencing liminality as we speak. And in that space, there's always a desire to go back to the way things were. We would love for things to go back to norm. We long for old norm. <laughs> we long for it. But the reality is the world has changed. And here's my question. Do you really want things to go back to the way they were? I mean, Israel forgot about how bad things were in Egypt. They were awful. They were slaves. But in liminality, in this transition moment, Israel forgot the bad parts of what was. What they remembered was the meat and the melons and the garlic, but they forgot about the brickyards and the quotas. So let me ask you, do you really want your life to go back to the way it was before COVID? I'm already feeling the pressure of the way it was. Now, right now, we're going to be quarantined for the next couple of weeks. But just before this season, when kids' sports were back, school was back, we were back in the office at work, I had to wear pants instead of shorts when I went back to the office. It was unbearable. I'm getting a taste of my old life. And I've got to confess, old norm isn't something I want to go back to. Now, in no way do I want to diminish the impact of COVID. It's hard for me to even do that on a morning like uh, this when our family's walking through this. We're not able to be with you. It's so odd. I was at the building preaching and you were at home. And now some of you are at the building and I'm at home uh, this morning. Now, it's, this is a reality. People have died over the last seven months. Lots of them. Job loss has affected many of us. Mental health challenges abound. But there is a gift available to us in this pandemic. 
And that gift is the ability to stop the madness of our lives and to reassess our priorities and how we want to live our lives. There, there, there was a gift when we first started into this and we would take neighborhood walks at night with our family just to be able to see creation and to get out and breathe a little fresh air. Just a brief respite from the quarantine. There, there was a gift to see the value of relationships that we've often taken for granted. Egypt wasn't as good as the Israelites thought it was when they were in the wilderness. And the promised land will be far better than they can imagine while they're in the wilderness. But the cloud and the fire, they don't go in reverse. They only move forward. And that's what Joshua and Caleb get that the other spies don't in the story you read this week. Yes, there are giants in the promised land. But wherever the cloud and fire go is the safest place in the world you can be. Listen, and I'm speaking uh, this reality in the midst of a real challenging time in our lives right now, a dangerous time. It is better to be in the most dangerous place with God than it is in the safest place without. Let me say that again. It's better to be in the most dangerous place with God than in the safest place without. So where is the cloud and the fire headed in your life? Where is God calling you? I hope the new norm is better than old norm because we've learned something in the midst of this wilderness, this liminal moment in 2020. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Twitter. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.